When you first started writing, Mitchell, did you realize that you were going to be this this prolific author that would turn out this much material? Did you have a goal for that, or did it just it just happened? You know, I when I first started writing, I had a dream of being a publisher, um, and and so I actually did. Um, I first started writing when I was still in corporate. And, and at some point in time, after doing uh, executive coaching, um, after doing um, e-commerce consulting during the dot-com days, uh, in 2005, I started a publishing company, and we've, we've now published over 750 books. And now, here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 have you any relevance today? Well, let's find out. Let's find out indeed, and we're going to cover relevance and how it affects you and I today, because we've got the man who has built He's probably got about six or seven different careers into his thus far very short life, and he's published over 750 books as a result of the interests that he has amassed in his lifetime. He's a global credibility expert. He's a 2X TEDx speaker, including the 28th most popular in 2021, an international best-selling author of over 60 books, certified stakeholder-centered coach, and an executive coach at Marshall Goldsmith's 100 Coaches. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. You better strap up your seatbelts today because we're taking a ride from the Music City out to the Emerald City to hang out with Mitchell Levy. Mitchell, welcome to podcasting your global career. Uh, it's great. It's it's uh, great to actually spend time with you. Me too. Uh, sunny California. You're welcome here in sunny New Jersey today. Uh, it's really good to, <laughs> good to hang out with you and talk to you. And before we got rolling here, folks, we were talking about LinkedIn and the success you've had with your new newsletter. And I congratulate you. Can you share with us the the quick story of, of how you had the epiphany and just went in there and just slammed it first day. Uh, really amazing. You know, I've been, uh, I, as, as an aside, I've been on LinkedIn before LinkedIn was making money. Uh, I was actually commissioned by Reed Hoffman and Constantine Burley to write uh, LinkedIn's first book. So we were the publishers of, of LinkedIn's first book. So I'm familiar with it, with, with what it's doing, where it's going, the acquisition, all that. And wow. and uh, and for a long time, I've been thinking about writing a LinkedIn newsletter. And I was, and I just executed uh, a week ago from today. And whenever you listen to this, it's, you know, whatever that is. And I, I was thinking I was late to the game. You know, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. I, I'm, I've always put out thought leadership in a number of different platforms, um, I've got three podcasts and 
And uh, but I don't I don't have a consistent newsletter. I said, well, let's do one. So I I figured out what the topic was. Topic super cool. It's called staying relevant. My primary focus is on credibility, and so you know, it. I don't use the word credibility in there, but it's credibly staying relevant. So what do you have to do today in in the pivot point we are in in the world? And I was under the impression, uh, or I set the goals for myself, and and that. I'd be happy if I got a hundred subscribers, right? And so, you know, I I uh, I was going to do it Wednesday morning, and I said, ah, no, let's wait. And I did it Thursday morning, and and about an hour into it, I had two hundred subscribers. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should change my expectations. So we ended up getting uh, over a thousand on day one. Um, a week later, we're close to two thousand, and I just. Uh, shared my next article. And what's nice, James, what's nice about this is uh, my big focus in life is on credibility and for us as humans to live life more credible and as corporations to instill a, 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 a idea of credibility and culture of it inside the company. Yeah. And, and so the thing is, though, <laughs> for good or for bad, uh, humans think they're credible. We also think we're accountable. And so um, the thing is, you need to talk about other ways to get people uh, excited. And the biggest issue people are thinking about is staying relevant. And what I'm going to say at the moment is we are at the we are at another pivot point of human existence. And so today's particular post got me thinking about it and as i talked to people like you and i had a conversation i'm like oh i came up with a couple ideas for next week's or you know next week's newsletter but this particular one is what other pivot points have we had in human history so i've identified 10 uh, a small description of what they were you know like the renaissance period or the industrial age and then what did successful people do inside of that time frame and then I said, well, what what do we need to do today? And so for those who are listening, I'm going to leave you with a very interesting point. During the dot-com days, um, what what how that happened, how that came about was a browser called Mosaic. Yeah, I remember because that. Because DARPA created the internet, and it was around for decades, before Mark Andreessen put Mosaic on top of the internet and all of a sudden we started seeing it and and when 50 million users in the u.s first started using the internet oh my god it's real so what i'm going to say is chat gpt is the mosaic of ai right okay. chat gpt allowed us to see what ai can do it's possible that chat gpt will have the same fate as as mosaic right companies still out there made made good deals but it's not the big brand OpenAI may produce other things that, that produce value. The point is, though, for us who are listening to this right now, tomorrow's going to be different than today, and how can you stay relevant? And and that's basically the, the topic I'm, I'm personally exploring, as we all should, uh, for the clients I work with and, and for those I, I talk with and want to share, and myself. You are the global credibility expert. Love the handle. So how did we come up with that? And then also, what made you um, gravitate towards that particular lane um, in your business? 
as to make people attuned and aware to uh, being credible. You know, there's um, two questions. I'll combine that into a single answer. So thank you. Thanks for, for that. You know, I've done lots of fun things in, in, in my life. I've, I've sat on the board of a public firm for nine years. I've created 20 companies inside Silicon Valley. I currently have four different publishing companies. We've published over uh, 750 books. Uh, I've written 65. I normally don't give the number. I just say over 60, right? And what's interesting is in 2019, I was thinking to myself, well, life is changing. You know, the the concept of book publishing has become so democratized that I need to figure out what's next for me. And and uh, the truth is, one day I woke up and I go, credibility. I go, I'm curious. And and then the next day, uh, so you could call it a download, you could call it Providence, you could whatever it is that you want to call. But the next day, I woke up and I thought Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill interviewed one uh 500 millionaires to come up with think and grow rich and so mitchell levy was tasked or self-tasked with interviewing 500 thought leaders on what is credibility and it's that journey so it took me a year and it's that journey that when i hit i knew i had something right away there's so many tools i did a one of the I did a TEDx in 2021, which was the 28th most popular. It's called "We Are Losing Our Humanity," and I'm tired of watching it happen. Um, and what we're talking about is, if we do nothing more as humans than to be credible to each other, we'll, we'll be more humane to each other. And what got me thinking about the the credibility and global credibility expert. A, when you interview 500 people and you just get tons of insights, it just, you, it helps change your perspective. And now since I've deployed it for a couple of years, uh, I've learned so much more. What was interesting to me is that 98% of the thought leaders I spoke with cannot articulate, and and I'm going to say this in a very simple way, who they serve and what either pain point or pleasure point their client wants. Why is that? Say in in 10 words or less. 98% of the thought leaders I spoke with could not. Now I call this, James, I call this a CPOP, your customer point of possibilities. Yeah. But it's the who and the what. Who do you serve and either what pain point are you addressing or pleasure point are you delivering? So why why do you think that is though? Uh, it's a great question. I think the answer is we've been taught to make things complicated. We've not been taught the simplicity of being able to say uh, the, the biggest issue, one of the big issues is when somebody says, what do you do? And they spend 10, 15 minutes talking about it. Yeah. It's because they want to capture every possible client. You know, they want to put up the Venus flytrap and capture whatever they can. Right. Right. The concept of a CPOP, that customer point of possibilities, is to be able to articulate in seconds the playground you play in. So, so James, it's okay. I'll, I'll share mine. Please. So I'm going to share four words. And the intent of the four words, after you hear them, is, is for somebody to go, oh, 
That's interesting. So, so the person who's listening could be one of three people. Uh, they don't care about the playground you play in. That doesn't mean they don't care about you, right? It just means they don't care about the playground. They could be a prospect, number two, or number one, they could be a referral partner. So I talk to everyone as a potential referral partner, right? And and typically what happens, people don't know what the word CPOP is, so they don't say CPOP. So, so what I might say is, hey, the types of clients I'm attracted to, or the types of clients typically attracted to me, and then I'll do a space. And what I say is, CEOs flying like eagles. That was my next question. <laughs> is uh, how did you come up with that, and and what does that exactly, um, you know, what response are we intended to elicit from that? Like when a CEO reads that, like what happens in his brain? What does he think? That's a great question. So how do I come up with that? I do have a, for those that are interested, I've got a membership community called Credibility Nation. Members get to take the CPOP course. It's a one-hour course to help you articulate your CPOP, your less than 10 words uh, playground that you play in. Uh, for me personally, it's who do I serve? Uh, typically, it's it's CEOs and their executive staff, but saying CEOs is enough. And the you have a choice i have a choice of going, doing a pain point or a pleasure point so the reason i said flying like eagles is a pleasure point and and the the response that comes out is sometimes people might go hey mitchell that's not my audience you deal with well yeah a divisional head who's running a you know 10 million dollar division or 100 million dollar division of a company of course i talk to you right so so it's do you serve this area or Tell me, what do you mean? Do I fly like an eagle, assuming they're transparent enough to ask? Or or I, I do, but I think I'm going to hit the wall. That's who, who I work with. Are those CEOs, eagles are great because they have they fly above the clouds. They've got great vision, strong talents, very family-oriented, but also push the eaglets out of the nest in, in encouraging them to fly, right? Just... It's all the right things that we want a CEO to do within a company. And the best place for me are those CEOs who know chaos is around the corner, either the next COVID or uh, a merger is gonna happen or something happens where the what, what ends up resulting is that the team is going to, maybe they end up uh, increasing business by a hundred or a thousand percent, right? All of a sudden the executive team that has done what they've done in the past, they need to, they need to change and the company and the culture needs to change. And how do you maintain what was, because what got you here won't get you somewhere else. So how do you maintain what has them pull the best? Well, same thing. If you took the executive team and you're climbing up Mount Everest, you basically are going to tether everyone together and they support each other in a certain way. Uh, Mitchell Levy is that tether for the CEO and the executive staff. When you um, are working with these CEOs, do you find <clears throat> you come to a point where you push them out of the nest? <laughs> if they need it. <laughs> <laughs> like as far as not not just like terminating your service with them, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, they're ready for something new and they have they have not had the courage 
to take that step, but you see it. How oh. do you how do you deal with that? Oh, James, that's a beautiful it's a, it's a beautiful question, and the simplicity of the answer not easy. The simplicity of the answer will be powerful. Um, what's important is that the company itself has a CPOP. What does the company want to do? And for larger companies, what do different divisions of the company want to do? Right? Those will be different CPOPs. For the individual, for the CEO, they have their own. And the question becomes, how much in alignment is the CEO CPOP with the company CPOP? And if it's not in alignment, there are two things that can happen. One, a mindset, a mindset change that helps the CEOs. To, a lot of times, I may end up working with with somebody who has all the accomplishments, but they're just they're no longer happy. They're just not fulfilled anymore, right? So, if you look at their CPOP, is there an opportunity? The things that they're doing today, the mindset change will get them fulfillment. And of course, if the answer is no then it's time to say, well, how else or where else can you go to achieve that playground and play in the place you want to play? Right. And so it starts with the simplicity of what playground, CEO, what playground do you want to play in? Yeah. Is there a, a particular um, area that you like to work in, Mitchell, as far as uh, types of companies with these CEOs? Hmm. You know, it, it's it's never good. Although I'm going to say generically, I, I'm across the board. I like I like companies that that have change, that has transformation. But that's almost every company these days, right? It's yeah, it's companies that recognize the importance of their client and of their employee, and if we're going to keep going on stakeholders, also the partners they work with. So it's particular for me uh, large large robust ecosystems with with robust stakeholder engagement you know the employees the customers like if, if they have no idea who their customers are it's potentially not as much fun so how can we fix that yeah and then and so it's it, it's a great it's a great question and and generically I, I i i don't mind saying no but i would never say no before i start right Gotcha. Now you have um, your latest book is CEOs not yet flying like eagles, right? Oh and, no, not yet. That's a. Oh. By the way, you are so smart. My my latest book is Credit Buddy Nation. Oh, it is. Oh, I'm that's, sorry. Okay, I think that's my latest book. Yeah. And by the way, uh, very intuitive of you, because the it turns out that when somebody has a CPOP, that actually is the title of their book. I just haven't written that oh. one yet. So got, thank you. Okay, okay, got it. I wanted to ask you about the book because you have you're the author of sixty five, I think you said books, and that means you're putting out like two or three a year, or or I don't even know how many. And so wow. Now the way in which I was able to get to sixty five is when you have a publishing company, it's I've got processes and procedures and I'm a client of every new product I that we would experiment with by definition. Yeah. So you you've you've adopted the Henry Ford method to 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 make life a little more satisfying, <laughs> less <laughs> pressure. <laughs> um I commend you for that. I put out my first book last year and uh 
you know, it was a, it was a short book. It helped help young youngsters with depression. But I, I got to tell you, man, to put out that amount of work is just uh, it's it's inspiring. It really is. What do you like you. to do, Mitchell, when you are like like not in business zone? Did you want to do something for yourself to chill? What's your chill time? What do you like to do? Ah. Uh. I love spending time with family. Uh, so wife and a son and mom is still alive and local. Um, cool. And uh, every day I am still a fan of playing Pokemon Go. All so right. every day I will uh, I will uh, take a walk, um, play Pokemon Go. Lots of times I'll put a partner in my ear and we'll have a conversation. Uh, but that's that's how I that's, that's uh, a, a large way in which I unwind. Awesome. And you love your work, obviously. Yeah. 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 Oh, great. sorry. I'm, I'm shaking my head for a podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Silly me. <laughs> be here for the video, man. Um, as we're winding down, best place for people to connect to Mitchell Levy. Where do we go, Mitch? You know, the the what I often ask people to do is is pick one or worst case two. So the primary site, MitchellLevy.com, is the best place to go. Um, if if you're intrigued and want to check out the newsletters, I also spend time on LinkedIn. So it's just, it's Mitchell Levy. Uh, from the Mitchell Levy site, there's, you could end up booking time on the calendar. Um, you could check the see what we're doing in credibility, you know, creating your CPOPs or Credibility Nation or the Ultimate Credibility Bootcamp. There's a number of different products. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about, for me, my interest, uh, like I said, at the corporate level and the individual level, is that people can be themselves. They could not be a marketing cookie cutter approach of yourself, but to actually, if you had a dream as as a child to to live that dream, to manifest it. If you if you know that your company needs to be one that it's just more fun to be at, well, make it happen or change companies, right? So that's my 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 focus is that we live life in a way particularly with now these tools and opportunities uh live life in a way that we just uh, you said it you said mitchell i assume you love what you do the answer is yes you do as well james and that's what i want i think that's what we both want for those people we 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 engage with is hey you should love what you do yeah it's so important Mitchell, thank you so much for being on Podcasting Your Global Career. I really appreciate you coming by, and I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, and your flourishing, just starting career. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I got a little bit of gray hair, so, but thank you. <laughs> Same to you. Same to you, Jim. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find 
You're the 